Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and thanks for joining me to study on Daily Daf Differently. Study uh, Jerusalem Talmud Shkalim, page 15. This is Jeremy Kalmanowski, and today we're going to talk about the laws of tzedakah. We learned that in the temple there were different receptacles or different rooms in which people gathered, uh, the, the temple gathered charitable donations, some of which were oriented towards the functioning of the temple, but one of which called, was called was called the Lishkat uh, Chashaim, the uh, the chamber of the silent, and that was for the sake of uh, of feeding the poor and and uh, taking care of the poor. It was called the the chamber of the silent because nobody know nobody knew what went in because people didn't advertise their gifts and nobody knew what went out because the recipients received the uh, their charity without receiving any public shame. They received it in secret. That's known by the common phrase matan besaiter, giving giving in secret, giving in silence. And we've got a number of a number of teachings on how to give tzedakah without shaming the recipient. The stories include such things as the people who receive tzedakah, the the collectors, the gabayim who collect tzedakah, should let the distributor be a middleman because you maybe would be embarrassed to see if it. Let's let's say that Abraham was the person collecting the tzedakah. Maybe you'd be embarrassed to see be seen receiving something from Abraham. So Abraham would give to Isaac, and then people wouldn't know why Isaac was giving you something. Uh, the the person would not be seen publicly to receive tzedakah. And there's a number of of similar t- such stories, uh, but I'll give you one that's that's quite vivid. Rabbi Yona quoted the verse, Ashrei Maskil El Dal. Fortunate is the one who is attentive towards the poor or enlightened towards the poor. That verse comes from Psalm 48, and it notes that it doesn't just say fortunate is the one who gives who gives to the poor, but the one who is enlightened towards the poor or who is who considers the poor, reflects on the poor. This is the person who reflects on the mitzvah, how it should be best done. So, how did Rabbi Yonah give, give tzedakah? Well, he would see a person, a worthy person who needed money, and he would say to that person, Oh, I heard that your relative out of town just died and left you some property. Let me advance you some of this money, and when you get the, when you get the inheritance, you'll pay me back. The person says, Well, how nice to hear that, so that's fine, I'll accept that money. Uh, and then once Rabbi Yonah gave him the money, he said, I, I, I'm sorry, I, that, 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 I was kidding, this is just a gift to you. So he, he got the, the person who would have otherwise been too embarrassed to accept the money, he tricked him into accepting the money and then renounced, uh, renounced his uh, ability to, or his need, his need to pay back. There's another very famous story here about a very unfortunate fellow named Nahum Ishgamzu, who is said to have run into a poor person, and uh, the poor person asks him for money. He's on his way to do an errand for the king. Nahum Ishgamzu is, is on his way to do an errand for the king, and Nahum says, I-, I will, 
just let me come back. Uh, let me go do this, and then I'll come back, and when I come back to you, I'll, I'll give you the tzedakah. But by the time he arrived, the poor man had died. And so then in, in the story, Nahum Yishkamzu curses himself. He says, let the eye, let the eye that, uh, that saw you but didn't help you plucked out, let the hand that could have reached out to you uh, but didn't be cut off, let the leg that didn't run to give you uh, be broken, and all of that stuff happens to him. So he's a miserable, miserable fellow, but he is, he is portrayed in our page here as being grateful for his suffering, but only what he deserved for failing to come through for the poor person, you know, right right there and then. This, I think, not the not the uh, suffering of, of having his eyes plucked out, but this is, there's a, I think, a very strong, powerful teaching for contemporary people. Uh, you know, we, we are often asked for tzedakah, and all too often our answer is, later. You know, let me go do this first, and I'll get you later. But I think a certain amount of yirat shalayim, a certain amount of fear of heaven, not fear that you're going to be punished, but fear that you're not rising to the occasion. I think the Nakhomish Gamzu story, you know, again, I don't, I don't valorize this, this terrible suffering part of the story, but I think the part that is very significant is that true fear of heaven is fear that you're not going to rise to the occasion. And, and this is a story about somebody who, who all too quickly said, uh, I'll get you later. So think about that the next time you walk down the street, perhaps. Then at the bottom of our page, on the bottom of 15a, there are this very cool little uh, story about the Tzedakah priorities. It's, it says, Delama. Delama is the Jerusalem Talmud word. In the Bible, we would say maaseh, a tale, but it's it's a, a, a graphified word, it's drama. Here is a drama. Here's a story. Rabbi Hama Barchanina and Rabbi uh, Hoshaya Rabba were walking through the, all the synagogues in the city of Lud, where the airport is today. And Rabbi Hama Barchanina says, "Ah, oh, look at all these amazing synagogues. My ancestors paid for all these synagogues. Didn't they do an amazing thing in contributing to all these synagogues?" And Rabbi Hoshaya says to him. Look at all of the, the 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 people who died because they didn't have anyone to support them in their in their regular lives or in their Torah study. In other words, Rabbi Hashaya gives Rabbi Hanina a little rebuke. Oh, you're so proud of your ancestors for the fancy buildings that they bought, the fancy buildings that they created, the buildings that they that they supported. Why don't you ask about the people that they should have supported? And then there's another story about Rabbi Abun who who has the same pride in his ancestors, tzedakah gifts, um, and then Rabbi Mana gives him the same rebuke. So real tzedakah is not about buildings, it's about people. And I think that's a just tremendously, tremendously powerful teaching about tzedakah. We all know that buildings are important. You can't have institutions uh, without buildings. And I work in a synagogue, and you got to pay the electricity, and you got to build the building. No question about it, but it does remind us that we shouldn't lose our hearts to the fanciness of buildings. We should ultimately uh, use our tzedakah to support the people. The fifth chapter of Shkalim ends here on the, the top of the best side of the page, and the sixth chapter begins, uh, and I'm not going to go into this too much, but uh, a very interesting new theme begins, which is the, the whereabouts of the Holy Ark of the Covenant. Uh, Indiana Jones didn't, in fact, find it in, in Egypt. It's missing, according to according to our uh, Torah, according to the to the to the Book of Kings. 
Uh, Nebuchadnezzar took it to Babylonia, but according to um, according to the Mishnah here, it's buried under the ground in the Beit Hamikdash, and that uh, people who kind of figured out where it was were about to tell their friends when they dropped dead. So God God is seen in this story as to be protecting the hidden places of the of the road. So Indiana Jones nor anybody else could have found it. So it's an interesting little agadic passage. Okay, thanks for studying today's page with me. I look forward to studying with you again tomorrow when we will get an amazing, amazing reflection on the nature of Revelation, one of the most famous and beautiful of rabbinic teachings that comes tomorrow. Thanks for learning with me. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.